Hello everyone, and welcome to the all-new Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. I guess one of the hottest ranger podcasts around, this little independent seems to be making some noise. So hopefully 2021 is going to be uh, a good year for this pod. Uh, first off, once again, shout out. Thank you to everyone who's listening and downloading. I am beyond, I, I don't even know, I don't have the proper words because the expectations I had for doing this podcast was to just stay connected, obviously give the websites foreverblueshirts.com and the dailygoldhorn.com a presence um, you know, in the podcast medium. So the fact that over 50,000 downloads in the last few weeks has blown me away and has caught the attention of some companies out there. So who knows, maybe bigger, brighter things, we'll see. But it can't be done without you. So please, Keep listening, keep subscribing, keep going to the websites. Uh, you guys are allowing me to, to fulfill my dreams, and that is the dream of creating uh, a platform that fans really, really want to go to, and that is a good representation of you guys as well, whether you're a Ranger fan or you're a hockey fan. And I actually have a fan with me, uh, Forever Blue Shirts contributor. He is a prospect whisperer. I like to call him. Uh, he's based out in Europe. Uh, his uh, his name looks like uh, Vogel, but it's pronounced Fogel. So I want to welcome Stephen Fogel to the show, also known affectionately to many of you as Stat Boy Stephen on social media. Steve, how's life in Vienna these days? Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, for inviting me on. Um, Vienna is. Um, a bit cold, you know, December is here and because of the whole pandemic, there won't be any Christmas markets. So uh, December is a little bit depressing this year compared to other years. It does because suck. Normally there's the whole, there's all the festivities that people are looking forward to. And now it's just, it's different, but of course everyone's dealing with that. But other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, still watching a ton of hockey. Unfortunately, not traveling to actually attend games this year. Um, but you know, there's still a lot of hockey to be to be played here in Europe. And as you know, I uh, I post a daily uh, prospect schedule for the Ranger prospects, uh, and then a daily recap for people who don't have time to to keep track of it or who don't even know when they're playing. Uh, just to keep everyone up to date. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird following it just just at home. But you know, it's better than no hockey at all. Hey, listen, good job with that. I always enjoy it. Helps keep me abreast as well. You know, obviously with so many different fronts, you know, your your information is useful and helpful for sure. Um, let's we're gonna talk a couple of topics. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the groundwork for the episode so people know what to expect. Um, we're definitely gonna talk World Junior Championships. We're not gonna spend a ton of time on it. It's a Rangers centric podcast today. Uh, we do want to talk about the guys who made it and the guys that don't make it. Right. So that's gonna be a topic. Then we're going to shift into topic two. I want to talk about your article just a little bit. Um, you did a great piece on foreverblueshirts.com. The Rangers released a video uh, kind, of, kind of giving like a draft day war room uh, insight, about eight minutes long. And of course, you 
could you do you notice everything there's a little like i would swear to god if it's three seconds of the of the entire video where david quinn is introduced and he's laughing a little bit but he's in front of a whiteboard and you spot for some odd reason montreal nashville and you're looking at the picks and you are automatically saying hmm i wonder if they were targeting those picks for a trade so we'll talk a little bit about it because i know you love that stuff and that and by the way Article was a hit, so thank you. A lot of people read that and enjoyed it, so good stuff. And the last topic we're going to talk to you because I wrote about it on the Daily Goalhorn today, and today people want to know what it is. It's Saturday, December 12th, for reference. Um, I wrote about what's coming, and it sounds like ads on hockey helmets in the NHL are starting to be discussed, and probably we may see them this season. And to me, that's the gateway. And we may have different positions on it, it's going to be a rip-roaring fun time, so you guys may want to stick around for that. Well, without further ado, let's talk about World Junior Championships. Since you're the prospect whisperer, break down which Rangers made Team Canada, which Rangers made Team USA, and who didn't make it elsewhere. All right. Uh, well, let's start off with Team Canada. Uh, there were uh, four candidates uh, to make the team. Uh, first one that didn't make it for obvious reasons is Alexi Lafreniere. The Rangers decided not to release him. Thank God. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've, I've had some some debates with people on Twitter and on other social media uh, about this situation and the decision. Um, and I decided to look it up. Um, I went to Elite Prospects. Uh, I, I pay for their premium uh, options because their premium filters are amazing for the information I'm interested in. And I looked up how many first overall picks were actually released by their NHL team in their first year after the draft to play in the World Juniors. Since the draft in the early 60s, it has only happened twice. It was in 2000, Rick DiPietro, and in 2003, Marc-Andre Fleury, both goalies. Um, It's much easier to release a goalie because you already have one or two good goalies on the team. Goalies don't play every game. So there has not been a single skater who was released after signing his entry-level contract in his uh, first year after the draft at age 18 slash 19. Right. Of course, Alex Ovechkin in 2004 played because of the uh, 2004-2005 lockout. Neil Yakupov in 2012-2013 played, again, because of a lockout, but they weren't under contract. Um, so Lafreniere not being released makes makes sense for the Rangers. It also makes sense for Lafreniere to not want to go. Um, and this is something that was written by, I think it was TSN, I think. They talked about the financial implications of him going to the World Juniors and suffering an injury. If he suffers an injury and then uh, the injury causes him to miss most of the season, his entry-level contract would slide, meaning he only gets his second contract in 2024 instead of 2023, and in the process, losing out potentially on millions. So it is just too much of a risk for a tournament that he has not only won with his team, he was the MVP last year. He has nothing left to prove. Alexi Lafreniere will be on the Rangers. He's not going to uh, travel to Edmonton for the World Juniors. Um, the second person who didn't make it for the Rangers, who was on the preliminary roster, is Matthew Robertson. Uh, this had nothing to do with his performance. He was one of five players that were cut from the team for health reasons. Well, and they said, to be clear, they said they are unfit to play. 
That was one. Yeah. And they said they were, it was, it was COVID related, but it does two, two players tested positive. They're not naming who the two players are. It could very well have been that he may have been in obviously close contact and had a quarantine and that quarantine time period basically would have put him out of the loop for making the team. So just to be clear, but getting to the two guys that made it, we know Robertson has a bright future, right? So he didn't make it. The two guys that made it are, uh, I think it's Dylan Garand. Dylan Garand, the the goalie that we drafted in the fourth round this year. He's he's the third string. To be clear, he's third string, I think, at this point in time, right? But it's still, he made the team. Second or third, but he's on the team. It's a great experience for a kid his age. Uh, Rangers drafted him in the fourth round from the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, the way it was announced to him was pretty cool, actually. I don't know if you noticed, but um, he uh, the uh, the coach contacted his dad, and his dad then video called Dylan Garand, who was in camp, and his dad in a video call announced to his son that he was selected for the team. That's cool. That's that actually very cool. Yeah, but the guy who did make it is future Norris Trophy winner Braden Schneider. Braden Schneider made the team. Uh, that pick probably- has grown on me. I've got to tell you, the more mm-hmm. and more I've gotten to learn about this this pick and what I've seen, yeah. that pick has grown on me. Now, I know at the time when the pick was made, I was like, why didn't they draft a center? I mean, we have so many defensemen. But the truth of the matter is, if you really dive deep into their prospect pool, they do have a nice amount of left-handed defenseman prospects in Keandre Miller, Matthew Robertson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Jones. I mean, all guys that we're expecting to see, but on the right, you go, well, w- w- they're overloaded. Okay. They're absolutely, they have mm-hmm. Truba. They have um, Adam Fox. They have Tony D'Angelo. They have Nils Lundqvist coming in. They're overloaded. What do they got to, they got to get rid of somebody. They got to do something. Why do they draft a right-handed defenseman to boot? And the honest to God reason is there's no need to rush him. And mm-hmm. in three years, when you're, when he's ready to make a push you either have D'Angelo has moved on or D'Angelo has become solid on the left side and maybe one of the other kids didn't make it, right? And Truba is going to be in his in his 30s by that point in time and probably will have to be can be moved. His he will have I guess at some point a modified no trade making it easier to move a contract. And in it makes total sense. In 4 in years, four right? Years. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens but mm. it's a, it's a great pick. And if you look at the timeline for defensemen, of course, there are exceptions like Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. You know, they, they make the NHL in a year or two. Rasmus Dahlin, straight out of the draft, but he was first overall. Um, if you look at a guy like Brady Shea, who I know he's one of the more polarizing players with the Rangers fan base. Some, some, some fans love him. Some fans hate him. But if you look at Brady, Brady Shea, from the moment he was drafted until the moment he was a regular in the NHL, it took him four years. Right. And it, it might take Keandre Miller uh, another year or two. That, that'll be three slash four years. And again, this is something I looked up. There are players like Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, uh, Keith Yandel. These players don't just jump into the NHL after one or two years. So the Rangers have a, a currently a situation where in Hartford, they have the, uh, the spot available for him in a year or two because he's eligible for the AHL next season, not this season. Um, because of his age, but he can play in Hartford for a year or two. And the Rangers don't have to uh, push him 
it's it's up to him to earn a spot. If he pushes someone out of the lineup, that's great. That's a great luxury to have. Right. Um, but he, yeah, he's a lock for Team Canada, and um, yeah, um, awesome. it shouldn't come as a surprise. Shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, Let's talk about Team USA. Uh, Team you USA. Guys, you guys made it there. Go for it. Two guys. A uh, little bit of a surprise for both, to be honest. Um, I spoke to both a couple of weeks ago when they were in the um, in the. Uh, U.S. Uh, preliminary camp in October. Uh, uh, Brett Burrard, who the Rangers drafted in the fifth round this year, and Hunter Skinner, also a right-handed defenseman, who the Rangers drafted last year in Vancouver. Um, Hunter Skinner was cut from the preliminary roster a couple of weeks ago, but then Team USA had some COVID-related incidents where they had to cut several players, and he was called back up. Um, so you could say that Berard and Hunter Skinner made the team maybe because some other players were cut for unfit to play reasons. Doesn't matter. They're going to be on the team. It's going to be a great experience for them, especially for Brett Berard, who's 18 years old, who started his college career with Providence. He's, he's played a couple of games, but having two players on team USA, two players on team Canada, it's exciting for Ranger fans because usually it, from what I can remember the last couple of years, the players the Rangers usually have that are standouts on their, on their uh, national teams are players from, from Sweden and Russia, like Kravtsov and Lundqvist and, uh, you know, Kako before we drafted him was, of course, great for Finland. But the Rangers never really have those, those, those standout guys at the World Juniors for, for Team Canada. And Team USA, we've had Keandre Miller and Zach Jones last year. This year, we have Barard and Skinner. It's, it's just more fun for Ranger fans to to follow the tournament when you have two teams to be invested in. Uh, I'm dying for some some meaningful hockey. And considering the number of prospects there, I'm pretty yeah. excited already. But there are prospects who also didn't make it from other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll let you go through the list pretty quickly, but I do want to touch on uh, – and you, you gave me crap the last time. I'm going to do my best. But uh, is it Levi Altonen or Levi Altonen? It's Levi Altonen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everyone. Let's let's go. Let me let me let me let me sharpen my tongue and go finish a little bit here. But Levi Altonen. That's that, that, that's that's well, pretty good. Yes, yes. Hey, hey. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, so let's talk about him. He didn't make it. Yeah, Levi Altonen was on the preliminary roster for Team Finland. Uh, honestly, to me, it was a bit of a surprise. He was even on the preliminary roster because he didn't have a great season. Uh, played with Kalpa in Liga, played like five, six minutes a game. Was then uh, sent down to Mestis, which is sort of the minor league team in or minor league in Finland. Um, and it's a, it's sort of a semi-pro league where a lot of players have like you know daytime jobs and and hockey is sort of like a uh, like an, an extra thing they do. So it's not really a, a league where where you know you, if if a player is 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 scoring like five goals in ten games, that's not something to get excited about. So Altonen being on the preliminary roster is uh, was nice for him uh, last year. Unfortunately, he missed out because of a shoulder injury. Uh, this year, he was one of the final cuts, so fortunately, he did not make it to the World Juniors. But uh, Finland has a very strong um, age group. Um, of course, two years ago, they won it when it was in Vancouver. This year, they have guys like Anton Lundell, who everyone knows I'm a huge fan of. 
Um, so not surprised Levy Altonen didn't make it. Uh, the other player that was in contention for a spot and probably a, a, a lock to be on his team was Carl Henriksen. Um, of course, Carl Henriksen always plays with Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond, who were both top 10 picks in the draft two months ago. Unfortunately, Carl Henriksen was cut from the team together with four other players, the head coach and one of the assistant coaches, because they tested positive for COVID-19. Correct. Um, so we could have had six uh, players at the World Juniors, maybe seven if you include Lafreniere, maybe eight if you include Capo Caco, who is still eligible but isn't going. Um, ending up with four and having two on Team Canada, two on Team USA, I think is exciting for the Rangers. And I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that Henriksen isn't there because I was looking forward to having Carl Henriksen and Braden Schneider on the ice playing against each other again. Agreed. Because last year, April, at the under-18s, there um, there was a little bit of, uh, yeah, there was a feisty incident between the two where Braden Schneider speared Carl Henriksen in the, in, in, in the groin. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing uh, another Brady Shea, Pavel Buchnevich uh, situation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you remember this from seven or eight years ago at the World Juniors where... Uh, Buch got in his face. Brady Shea played for Team USA, Butch Nevis for Team Russia, and Brady Shea was in his face several times. And then as Butch Nevis scored, Brady Shea was on the bench, and Butch Nevis skated past the bench, stopped in front of Brady Shea, and cheered in front of him. Uh, yeah. Butch Nevis has a bit of that to his game. Like, I wish he played like that more often. I think he's a better hockey player when he's engaged like that. I mean, Let's not forget the goal against Columbus against uh, Elvis. Mer oh my God, this is another name. Is it we say again? Elvis Merzlikens. Merzlikens, right? And he strummed and he strummed his guitar because you know he Elvis actually due to his yeah. name did that after a win. <laughs> he's got it in his game, and I love it. And I think if he when he's engaged like that, he's a better hockey player. So let's let's move on a little bit. Okay, so we've talked about the World Juniors. I think that's a hot topic for Ranger fans for sure. Now let's talk about fun topics. Now, none of this is 100% confirmed. No one is going to confirm it for you, right? But like I said, like I mentioned in the open, you saw <laughs> you you you, re you really are like the rain man of these things. I swear <laughs> to God. Like if you if, if I drop a box of toothpicks, can you count how many fell out of the box? That'd be amazing. Um, if, if 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 they're shaped like hockey sticks, yes. If they're shaped like hockey sticks, I believe it. <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, you know you wrote a piece on foreverblueshirts.com, which people can go see. We you, I think you wrote a couple of days ago, uh, and it's basically like hey where the Rangers, who were obviously in the video, they talk often about moving up in the draft for a certain player. And then that certain player was Braden Schneider. And then when Jeff Gordon speaks to Braden Schneider, he tells him jokingly, hey, man, I try to, I try to move up at least six times to, to pick you. Don't use that against me in contract negotiations, which I thought was hysterical and shows a side to Jeff Gordon that probably people don't see enough of. That being said, though, there's a little snippet when you're doing an intro around the room of everybody who's there, right? All the, the kind of announcing the 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 scouts and other people, and they announced David Quinn at one point. And there's a whiteboard, and there's and you see Montreal, Nashville, you see numbers, 
and you go, the Rangers were looking at those for, for, for trade options, possibly. Break down within five minutes as best as you can why you, you picked it up, why you thought that was the case, and then tell the scenarios without getting too deep and just pick which one of the three scenarios you would have liked the most to happen. Okay. So um, so here's the thing. that The whiteboard shows a couple of numbers, uh, and it, it cuts off a little bit of the top. So you see, um, you see like number 42 and then seven something. You see seven plus 42. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm curious which team held those two picks. Uh, and then underneath it shows CAR, which is Carolina, 41 plus, and then a five. And then underneath that, it's Montreal, and it shows 47. Um, and I'm like, okay, it looks like these are packages that they were interested in if they wanted to trade down. Because there are so many things that are discussed in the war room on draft day that we as fans never hear about. Things that trade trade scenarios that never come to fruition. Um, Jeff Gordon himself said he tried to trade up six times. We traded for pick 19. It To me, it shows that at least from pick 13, maybe even earlier, the Rangers were trying to trade up to get Braden Schneider, which also tells me that Braden Schneider was probably in their top 12, maybe even their top 10, because you don't trade up for a guy who is right around the um the number where you're trying to trade for and i was looking at these combinations and i looked at the seven plus 42 and i'm like okay that has to be number 37 because the national predators held to 37 and 42 of course they traded 37th overall to the minnesota wild the following day but this was day one so that was package number one package number two was 41 plus 53 and package number three was 47 plus 48 now, aside from the Nashville package, which seems a little bit high, but maybe Nashville was interested, who knows? The other two packages are sort of similar in terms of value. You have 41 and 53 or 47, 48, which is back-to-back picks. Of course, the Nashville package is, is ideal out of those three, but yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm convinced, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers trade down had Braden Schneider been picked before they were able to trade up. They traded up with Calgary to move from 22 to 19. If Braden Schneider is not there at 19 um, and, and they don't really have a guy at 22, why not trade down and get two second round picks when you don't have a second round pick? And I mean, if, if you look at those three packages, I mean, poetic for me would be to trade uh, for the package that Carolina has for two reasons. It would be the second year in a row where we trade a first round pick back to the team we acquired it from, like we did with the Winnipeg pick last year. That we got in the Kevin Hayes trade and then we traded it back for Jacob Truba with Neil Pionk. Uh, and of course, this trade came in the Brady Shea uh, transaction at, at, the de- at the deadline. Um, and then looking at the players, and this is where, you know, where I was getting really, um, you know, really excited because I was looking at those three packages. And, of course, the players that are picked there are never a guarantee that those would have been the players the Rangers draft. But it's a fun way of looking at it. Uh, 37th overall, uh, the player drafted there is Marat Kuznudinov, who a lot of Ranger fans are probably excited about because he's a center prospect. You know, he plays for uh, St. Petersburg in the KHL. Um, I just want to give 
kudos to Steve Cornianus, who was high on him and actually had him as a potential uh, target for the Rangers. So obviously it's shared by many people that that was one of those guys that maybe should have been considered. Yeah. To be fair, the 2020 draft was so deep that you were always going to have players fall into the second round that are first round caliber. Right. Um, the Carolina package included pick 41, which was used to draft Noel Gundler, who, you know, I'm a big fan of. Right. And but he has me, an attitude problem. Yeah. Well, so does Austin Matthews. You don't hear anyone complain about that. So, cause he has a cool mustache. No, you see the thing with, okay. So, so quickly, before I move on to the third. I just wanted to have a little fun with that. I know, I know. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Off ice issues are only an issue if the pros do not outweigh the cons. Yeah, uh, listen, we, we can we can that's a topic we could talk about, but I, yeah. I don't want I really to but me let's not go in. It's gotta be lighthearted enough. Yeah. And I'll let I'll let you know the big guns like Elliot mm -hmm. Friedman talk about, you know, how worthy you know Austin Matthews is yeah. for possibly being the future captain of the mm -hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, Tony D'Angelo was a head case in, in juniors, and, and last season he was top five in, in scoring among defensemen. Yeah. yeah, I think he was fourth uh, overall. Sorry? Fourth overall for defensemen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the third, the third um, package included pick 48, which the Canadians used to draft Jan Mishak, a Czech center who finished the season for the Hamilton Bulldogs. And just looking at those three packages, if the Rangers didn't really have a target, if Braden Schneider was gone and they didn't really feel like there was a difference between who they could get at 22 and who they could get at 37 or 41 or 48, and they make that deal, I think the Rangers walk away with the first overall pick, two second-round picks, two third-round picks, because we, we wouldn't have to give up the third-round pick we used to trade up. Right. All of a sudden, you have five picks in the top 100 selections including the first overall pick. Um, but it, it didn't happen because the Rangers got a guy that they were really excited about. But it was still it was still fun for me looking at that video. And I want to give a shout out to the Rangers organization for actually creating and releasing this content because this is the type of content that I can eat up every day. Yep. Two years ago, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, drafted second overall. They had a four-episode mini-series on YouTube. It's called Inside the Storm. If anyone's interested in war room stuff, in behind-the-scenes draft stuff, go look it up. It's four episodes. They're about eight to ten minutes each. And it's, it gives you such a good insight in what goes on on draft day at the table, in, in conversations, at the combine with interviews when they talk to prospects. If you're into that stuff, teams... Some teams have actually created this content before. I just wish the NHL would have a central platform where you could watch all this, like the NFL has with Game Pass. Well, but also the NFL, I mean, HBO and the NFL created Hard Knocks, which was a success, right? Because that took you inside, mm -hmm. you know, the team's locker room for some pivotal stuff. And, you know, the NHL has done this before. Uh, I remember leading into some of the winter classics, they, they got inside and I remember Tortorella had some, some classic stuff Oh yeah, the locker room. I mean, yeah, I'm a fan of that kind of content when you're, when you look, if you're not casual, right. And you're diehard, that's the stuff we eat up. And as a content producer myself, 
I mean, it just gives me more to talk about, more to write about. The more, the better. Because right now, obviously, I would say it's been a banner year, even amidst a pandemic for the company. But it's been tough. I mean, like right now, it, this is December. This, I, I mean, December has never been a, a super big month versus, say, like the early start of the season and the trade deadline and the playoffs. December and January are a bit of a lull of the season because you're in the middle, you know, not much going on. You're still defining yourself for a mm. hockey team. But I mean, this is, this is August for me. Like, this is weird for a person who's been doing this for seven years. Like, you know, the website traffic is tough to come by because I'm technically at a point where people, you know, don't normally care. You, this is right before training camp and ho- hockey traffic dies in August. Like that's it. Like nobody like, yeah, we're interested, but the only type of content that really drives stuff. And I'm going to be honest is trade content. Anything people always want something new. They don't care how good they have it. They always want a new toy to play with or to talk about. And that's why your article to me, regardless of, you know, was that what they were really thinking? Were they just saying, let's just write down what, who has picks because we might look at it afterwards. You, you probably write our spot on. I'm going to be honest. Probably what, why else write it? Like just for, oh, let's just write people with two picks. <laughs> like it, it doesn't make any sense. And there's a rhyme or reason to everything. But anyway, with that being said, great article. I want to give you top kudos for that. I appreciate it. I love the article. I asked you to put it together, you know, and I'm not, you know, everyone who knows, everyone who contributes, I don't make, there's no pressure. I, I, it's when you can contribute, you can contribute. And I will promote any writer's work, anyone who's out there listening that is wants to get into hockey writing or wants to see if their work will, you know, be looked at and they could pick up. A, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you promote your work. I do all the heavy lifting. I'm the one who's got to figure out the content. But when you came up with that, and I saw that tweet, I'm like, dude, please, would you mind writing an article? I feel like you put out a tweet and there was so much more than the little character limit was going. I'm like, oh, unleash here, Steve, because your mind is going to, it's like Pandora's box. Once I let that prospect juice out, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the 140 character limit, or I think it's 280 these days. Yeah, it gives us crap. <laughs> It's still enough to get anybody in trouble. I'll tell you that. It's it's not enough to get enough thought out is all I'm going to say. It's not enough to to get a whole story out there. So it's nice to have, you know, the platform to go into a little bit more depth on these things. And yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, I was watching the video and, and I was going through the numbers and I felt like a, like a almost like a little detective of figuring out which teams there were and <laughs> and 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 uh, you know I go to these under twenty tournaments here in Europe and there's like 150 people in the seats and 130 of them are basically NHL scouts or people affiliated to NHL teams. So you just walk up to someone and you ask them a question and you start a conversation and you know Gordy Clark and Nick Bobro are there and they they almost they recognize me now because I've met them several times. And you just talk about stuff, and you know they talk about you know how how hectic it is in uh, like at draft day. I, I saw them in Vancouver, and then I saw them again in Helsinki, and we were talking about that draft in Vancouver, and they're like, yeah, they cannot go into detail about what trades they were talking about, but 
they, they, they say you know, there's so much going on. There's phones on the table and they just ring constantly. People are looking over at other tables like, yep. oh, the Red Wings are on the clock. Or, or is anyone on the phone there or, or can we? And so, and, and as fans, we don't really see that because if you watch it on TV, you see Bob McKenzie and, you know, uh, Pierre Maguire and, and they talk about the pick itself and you get like a, a little highlight reel video of the player that was just selected. But being in, in the arena for a draft, it, bring binoculars. If you ever go to a draft, bring little binoculars so you can actually zoom in on the tables and to, just to get a feeling on how hectic draft day is for, for these guys. And there's so much, what I said earlier, there's so many conversations that never come to fruition, so many offers on the table that are never accepted that we never hear about. But they are there, you know, things are being talked about. Certain players are being discussed even if they never leave the team, you know? So I'm going to start calling you Stat Boy Sherlock from now on, if that's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to go into the final topic, and it's definitely – it's oh – God, I can't – even talking about it has already gotten me <laughs> upset. So there's been – obviously, the NHL has lost a ton of revenue. COVID has impacted the league. Uh, I was just listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast by Elliot Friedman uh, on by Sportsnet, and they were talking about ads on helmets uh, and, you know, ads on jerseys are coming. And, you know, I think I even heard something along the lines that, uh, you know, in the NBA, it's a, one of the lower teams and a company pays $5 million for a patch on the jersey. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. And the AHL, I hear that they actually, there are a couple of teams that have ads on the equipment. Um, and people are like, as long as it's minimal, I always look at it as like, it's okay. Maybe it's minimal now. And five years, they add a couple of more. And 10 years, it's a goddamn billboard on the damn ice. And I'm sorry, call me old. Say, okay, boomer, I don't give a crap. I'm not, I'm gonna go into a tirade here. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna allow you a couple of minutes and I'll probably cut you off because it's gonna piss me off. But in all in all honesty, I wrote about it at the Daily Goldhorn. Just just think of the boards, folks. It started with an ad on the boards. Okay, cool. Then it started with two ads. This all was in the 70s and then the 80s, and then all of a sudden by the 90s. The boards were all the way around. Come to 2000s, technology improves, and now the boards, the, the magic of television, the ads can change. And then they're like, shit, we what? You can put them on the glass? It's like, okay, and I'm not talking about Sir Mix-a-Lot's video, so, you know, put them on the glass. Don't go YouTubing that one, kids. But, you know, <laughs> but then, then it's like, now they're on the boards and now they're on the glass and they can change. And there, here we are from what started as a couple of ads, some on the ice. Now it's everywhere. Okay. The bigger the event, the more the ads. And we've become, and then the argument is, well, you get used to it. Okay, fine. I can deal with the boards. It's fine. It's a hockey arena. For the love of God, where arenas are named after, you know, a company who was willing to pay the rights. And then three years later, the arena name changes because somebody's willing to pay more. That's just the way it is. I am a fan of an original six team. 
I am pretty sure the Rangers have no desire, zero, zilch, nada, nada to put an ad on a jersey, on the Rangers jersey. Not a one. I don't know if they'll be – it's the same thing with the Blackhawks and probably the Red Wings to a degree. I don't know. The Maple Leafs, I doubt it. But we're going to soccer jersey soon. Pretty soon, Quicken Loans will be on the Rangers logo. It's like a big giant rocket now is what I'm going to go see. Like, honestly, I'm – furious at the mere thought of it and it's like me just saying okay i'm cool with it i feel like i i need to start like a like a a gofundme against this thing a campaign a change.org like sign a petition because i'm gonna lose my friggin' mind if i see hockey like if they if i looks like the god dang for london indians jersey where the damn socks have advertisements on it i'm gonna lose my collective shit calm me down steve look <sighs> It, first of all, do you know that? Uh, do you know how many arenas there are in the NHL that do not have a sponsor name? Uh, no, I, I haven't taken. I'm, there's plenty that don't. As far as far as I know, it's only Madison Square Garden. Oh, they, you really? Yeah, I guess so. Think about yeah. name any team and think about what their arena's name. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what's you know what happens is my that because I'm I'm an old fart, right? Okay, boomer. Uh, yeah, American Airlines like. Maple Leaf Gardens, the Montreal Forum, like all these. But you're right; it's now which the are now the Bell Center, Bell Center, and now the Rogers Arena or Rogers Place, because half of the arenas in in Canada are sponsored by Rogers. I think. I think it feels like it at well, least. Madison Square Garden is a company, really. To be honest with you, so yeah, of course. But but it's not. I mean, it, it's not a name that changes every five years because a new company is pushing money into it. Yep. But. You know, maybe in a couple of years, we're talking about the Coca-Cola Garden in Manhattan. Oh, God, punch me in the face. (laughs) Sorry, punch me in the face. Maybe it will be the Chase Garden since they are already involved. Oh, yeah, the the Chase Bridge, right? I mean, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. If if you want to make money doing that, that's fine. I'm not even like – I'm okay with the – even with the arenas. The final five. Purist, I mean – like, wow, is the game of I, – I understand equipment evolves, but mm. ads on uniforms, man. Listen, I've seen old Frolunda Indians, and I'm using them as a prime example. I've seen old Frolunda Indians jerseys, and that's a prominent logo. Um, say, what you, say what you will about everything else. But, I mean, I just saw a photo, uh, Johan Rylander, who covers Frolunda, the Frolunda Indians uh, for the Gothenburg Post. He's – he like I saw Joe Lundquist, and there's the little Indian head underneath six ads, and even his captain C is like this this weird looking thing off to the side, and I'm like, that's atrocious. And it's ads on helmets, ads on the backs, ads on the sleeves, ads on the hockey socks. Why don't they just put ads on the goddamn faces of the players? Why? What's next? Like smack an Exxon logo on your cheek? I don't know. What's next? What's coming? Are we selling our souls to every corporation on the planet? Yes. And then guess what? Once corporations get a hold of you, well, you know what? We don't like the way that player's conducting himself, and we have a say now, and we don't want him wearing our jerseys. And I'm like, what the – you're just – you're walking down a very tangled web here. Like, See, you, okay, so – so, Tangled web. Okay, so – the problem here is that the first step is always, you know, the hardest when it comes to this. And in football or soccer in Europe, 
It started in the late 70s, early 80s. And at first, you know, it was very subtle. And if you look at the Seattle Sounders of the Major League, Major League Soccer, MLS, they have Xbox on their, on their jersey, but it's all white. You know, so it's not like you play in a green jersey and your ad is bright orange and blue. That's awful. So if you can do something that's, that's relatively harmless, then that's probably the way to go. I know the, I think the Lakers in the NBA have a little wish logo here at the top. The NBA, no, 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 the NBA has it. The NBA has small ads. They do. The problem is the reason you do this because you want more money because you want some more financial stability, and I know the global pandemic is used for that as a reason. The problem is once you go down this road, you cannot go back because the five million or seven million or God knows even fifteen million. If you get fifteen million from from a company to be a sponsor on your helmet or your jersey, you're not going to get rid of that that sponsor because how are you going to replace the fifteen million that's now part of your budget? And by the way, the players want this more than the teams do. The because players want this revenue. The if I was a player, I would want it too. Right. The players don't care, and I, I get it. I understand, but you know, I'm not I'm not a big soccer fan or football as they call it in Europe. Right? Uh, do I? Do I enjoy World Cup? Sure, I do. I absolutely enjoy the World Cup. But, you know, my, my dad likes it, and I you see it on TV. It's Soccer is a huge sport. But, like, you see, like, Syria, like, I'm looking at, like, the, the teams over there. You know, who's wearing Pirelli? You know, like, I swear to God, I thought, who's the, who's the big soccer player that everybody loves? I, I'm telling you, Lessie, Messi? Like, honestly, I don't know soccer. You guys now have just outed myself. Not a big soccer fan. Don't care. Sorry. Lassie, Lassie is a dog, I think, last night. Well, well, Leo Messi, right? Is that it? Leo Messi. Because yeah. he's a big enough player. I yes, know yes. The name. Leo Messi, yes. for, for the longest time, I, I thought he played for, for like a team like, I thought it was a United Arab Emirates. I'm like, I, I have no, he's no. playing for an airline. Like, didn't he have a logo? Uh, I don't know, man. But these these I think I think it's I think it's Qatar Airways. Who cares? My point yes. is that who, what's what's the team? I don't know the team he plays for. I'm that casual a soccer fan. I don't know what team that is. Because it's just a bunch of colors and, and and a company logo. So you tell like, oh, he plays for you know Man U, okay, or whoever. I don't know. Hmm. I, I just I'm sorry. I just I'm I'm fearing the day, and it won't be it won't happen overnight. It won't happen overnight. I'll be a 75-year-old man, and I'll be looking at the, at the Quicken Loan Rangers, and I'm going to vomit. And then nothing against Quicken Loans. Great mortgage company, folks. Good company. I don't want them coming after me. They actually have commercials on my show. I love Quicken Loans. Listen to me. Great company. I just don't want them to become the Quicken Loan Rangers, which, by the way, sounds kind of cool. <laughs> Like, I'm like, holy crap, I just became a marketing director. The Quick and Lone Rangers, you gotta love it. <laughs> I can't. God, punch me in the face. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and you know, and and like, yeah, okay, I grew up in Europe and it's normal here, so I'm kind of used to it. But there is still stuff that that is that is a little bit tough on the eyes, like. The, the sponsorships they have in the Swedish league and the Finnish league and the Czech league. It's, it's, it's just a little bit too much for me, but at, at the end of the day, 
does it bother me to the point where I don't want to watch games anymore? Nah. What I like is that I can go to a game in the KHL for 17 euros, which is about $20, and I can sit on the glass. That I like. I hear you, but I, I assure you, the ads on the jerseys is not going to lessen any. No, no, no. The States and, and, and my problem is it probably there's no correlation between getting sponsorships on helmets and jerseys and, and shorts and skates and sticks. And on the other hand, uh, ticket price is going down. T ticket okay. price is never going down. Uh, Jet, we're going to wrap this up, but I'm just going to be clear about this. I posted a photo of Rasmus Dalin, right, with the Frolunda Indians as my my bit like walking billboard, right? Your or skating billboard. I'm going to count right now for everyone that hasn't seen the photo. I see. I'm assuming there's three ads on the helmet. Now count it up for me. We have three. I see one on one shoulder, so I'm assuming it's going to be on the other shoulder. Okay, so now we have five. I'm assuming that everything I'm seeing on one sleeve is is mimicked on the other. On the sleeve are two additional advertisements. So now we have nine because I'm going to count it on the other side. On the front of the jersey, I count five. I repeat, five ads. Two and three across above the, the Indian logo. So now we have 14. On the hockey pants, there's on the side, it looks like, and on the front as well. I'm pretty sure they're on the back. So let's just say that's going to be six. Now we're up to 20. I'm counting the socks. There's two more on the socks, one on each sock, 22. There are 22 ads that I can tell. Matter of fact, if I'm, if I'm being serious here, I'm, if I'm looking close, there might be two ads on the collar. Yes, correct. That's another two over here. We could be looking at 24, and I don't even know what's on the back. We could I can, get 30 ads on the uniform. I can tell you, uh, on, the on the back, on the shorts, on the thighs, is a McDonald's logo. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I'm going to send a bill to McDonald's for that. Hey, Quicken Loans, I want more. Give me more money for, for that advertisement. No, but look, as long as the teams aren't being taken over by a single sponsor, like you see in soccer, like New York Red Bull. Yeah, I know. The, the teams, no. they're, they're a drink. That's bad. Um, as long as we're not talking about the Chase Rangers. You mean the Quicken Loan Rangers? Or the Quicken Loan Rangers, or the Cars for Kids. No, That'll be the new goal song. That's the Lone Rangers music, folks. We're going to be the Cars for Kids Rangers. God, that song is cute. Nice charity. I actually gave a car up once a long time ago. But that commercial is awful. Yeah, it is. All right, Steve. I thank you for joining the show. I had a great time. This was a lot of fun, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And everyone who's listening, just say no to jerseys on ads, kids. All right, everyone. Other way around. Other way around. Ads on jerseys. Don't say, yeah, hold on. You know what? I'm going to might cut that and just redo it or just, just leave it here because I'm so irate. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining the show, everyone. And have a good weekend.